absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. Max, what's going on? We made it. We made it. Almost through this week. Um, <laughs> I was I was floored. I was floored by the fact that, I mean, not for you. You've already had your Thanksgiving, you filthy fucking Canadian. But, you know, so uh, Thanksgiving is a Thursday. Like, it's coming up. We, we got... We got meaningful Thursday night football coming up next week, <laughs> as opposed to meaningless Thursday night football like we've had all season, because um, that's that's the only time that Thursday night football matters, right? Is on Thanksgiving, <laughs> then it becomes a, an event. Now it's a chore, right? It doesn't seem like a chore. It's like uh, I guess we got to watch Thursday night football. Or, did you actually watch it this week? I actually did watch it this week. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. So we've got two out, two out of the three DGens then that, that, that are aware of what happened in this game. Yeah, exactly. Although, you know, I put it on TV two. My wife and I decided to, you know, watch a movie and I just uh, I had that on the, the, the secondary TV. So I was keeping an eye on it. I wasn't riveted to it, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a riveting game. Panther, yeah. um, did you catch any of the highlights or anything? Uh, I caught the stats and I caught the fact that Green Bay did an excellent job of keeping Derrick Henry in check. It was the whole Ryan Tannehill thing that kind of gave him problems. Uh, it's another feather in Arch's cap, though. Speaking of that vaunted defense of the Packers, um, yeah, they, they look like shit. And can we, like, is this the nail in the coffin? Like, are, are Green Bay's done, right? They're done. They're no chance. Seven losses seems insurmountable, I, I would think. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, I mean, they're chasing the 49ers who are five and four. So, it. it, it it's possible. <laughs> it's just uh, looking ugly. Look, I I thought yesterday was their chance, and I I said that on the show yesterday, right? Is I was like, listen, if they win this one, I think then we can say that they're you know, they're turning things around. Um, that was that was a home game, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's a home game, short yeah. rest. They should have fucking won this one. Uh, and and Panther, you're right. I mean, they focused all of that attention on Derrick Henry. By the way. Derek Henry still had 83 yards and and a touchdown. Yeah, so all the all the attention and that's stopping Derrick Henry's 83 yards. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's fucking sad. Uh, but yeah, they focused all that attention on that, and they just did not think that you know Ryan Tannehill could beat them. And get, yeah, Ryan Tannehill bit beat them. Um, uh, Tra- uh, is it Traylon Trayvon Traylon Burks? I think his name is uh, the rookie uh, wide receiver had had his coming out party right. You know for for uh, for Tennessee. Uh, I drafted him in fantasy, like as a flyer guy, he just, you know, just did absolutely fucking nothing. And of course I cut him eventually. And, and here he is. He finally uh, paid off uh, 11, <laughs> week, 11 weeks into the season. Uh, but anyway, you know, Tannehill looked good. You know, I think, um, you know, he had that ankle injury that, that he missed some time with. And, you know, he's not a mobile quarterback. You know, I guess every quarterback is if Matt Ryan's running for fucking uh, first 27 like yards, that, you know? man. <laughs> I mean, if Matt, if Matty Ice is doing that, I guess every quarterback is a mobile quarterback. But, you know, I don't think the ankle really seemed to be bothering him in this game. Um, Tannehill, yeah, Tannehill, I feel like won that game for Tennessee uh, on on the flip side. Uh, it wasn't a bad performance from Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, kind of a. Uh, Moved the ball around. I think uh, it was Cobb, Cobb was the top receiver. Lazard was third, and and Watson was uh, 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 you know Lazard was second, and Watson was third. Um, once again, Watson the, the two touchdowns. So the two the two touchdowns that that Rogers did throw went to Watson. So that gives him five <laughs> in two weeks. It does seem like he could be that uh, that touchdown threat for them. It was a winnable game by Green Bay. They should have won that game, and they just they didn't. So you know all those good feelings I was uh, I had yesterday, and and this is why again, like you know, 
Remember, remember, I said my numbers say Tennessee. My gut said uh, Green Bay, and I stayed off of it. And I'm glad I fucking stayed off of it because my gut would have been fucking wrong. I mean, you know, would have been fucking <laughs> shit in my pants after that one. It's a bad gut feeling after that one. Um, hmm. But yeah, I think I think I think you're right, Panther. I think that's, I'm you know, I think that's it for Green Bay. I think that was their opportunity right there to win this one and get that momentum. They got to be feeling awful in that locker, you know, in the locker room after the game and, and today to know that, man, this is, this is a, this was a winnable game and they let it go. Several of those this season and they're, they're squandering opportunities and particularly on offense. You know, you talked about Aaron Rodgers not having a terrible game. No, it wasn't a terrible game. I mean, by Aaron Rodgers standards, it might be a terrible game, but it, he threw 10 extra attempts compared to Tannehill to get the same number of completions. Like Tannehill was extremely efficient, 24 of 29. If, if Tannehill on that offense is going to be that efficient passing the ball, and then you still have Derrick Henry, Tennessee maybe becomes a little bit more dangerous than I've been giving them credit for. But as far as Green Bay, listen, mathematically, you're right. There's just, you know, whatever, a game, game and a half behind San Francisco. But I'm not seeing anything out of Green Bay that suggests they have any life in them. All these other teams can lose, but if they're if Green Bay is not going to win, they're not getting in the playoffs. I I'm sticking a fork in them. I think they're done. Yeah, I think I think you're probably probably right. It's a very very unlikely uh, scenario that gets them in the playoffs after getting walloped by the Bills, forty-one to seven. What have they gone? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've gone uh, six out of seven. The only loss the Titans have is the uh, overtime loss to the Chiefs. I mean, str- strategically speaking, though, they, they did the right thing. I mean, this is a team that is, I think, uh, I want to say they're, they're like 25th in the league, 25th worst uh, in rushing defense, right? I mean, uh, they, they I think they give up 135 or something like that yards per game rushing right uh so they did the right thing of of trying to because if, if they didn't if they just let derrick henry, uh, henry run wild we you know he probably would have put up fucking 250 yards you know it would have been fucking ridiculous so they did the right thing strategically but uh, i think they they just underestimated what Tannehill could do i mean i underestimate what Tannehill could do uh you know i, I still have those fucking flashbacks of that asshole fucking uh, coaching him down in uh, miami <laughs> you know uh i i you know imagine what his career could have been if he had a fucking guy that you know knew something of it imagine if andy reed was his early coach as opposed to that asshat you know uh maybe we'd be talking about uh Tannehill is one of the best in the league right now um He's he's a good quarterback, and I think he showed it last night that you know he can win games when when the pressure is put on him to win a game. And Green Bay just, I it felt like they just ignored him. You know, even when he had early success, they're like he's going to break down. Like that was the that was the at least the vibe I felt or the 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 visual cues the defense was giving. It just seemed like they you know when he got a, a you know a reception, they kind of shrugged it off. And then another stick one. To the they game, shrugged it off. Just, just stick to the game plan. That's all they did. And so yeah. I think I think there's there's got to be some criticism for Lafleur for not adapting. Um, you know, I, I I think you know they they demonstrated that they could uh, uh, at least frustrate or slow down uh, uh, King Henry. I think maybe three point one uh, rushing uh, rushing attempt uh, yards per attempt. Right. So uh, you know maybe they could have um, at least put some different defensive packages out there. That made it seem like that they're going to stop the run, and then you know a blitz package here and there. You know, like I, I, I almost, yeah, they almost felt like they needed to like mix things up in the second half to 
to to try to stop that uh, that offense, and and they didn't. They didn't adapt, and and we see that in the NFL. The, the coaches that can adapt in the second half, the teams that can adapt in the second half of games, tend to be the ones that are are winning these games. You know, especially if they get punched in the mouth or or close, even a close fucking game in half. The teams that say, okay, this worked in the first half, this didn't. Let's switch things up. Tend to win the game, and I, I, I think for Tennessee, they didn't have to switch anything up. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, they haven't changed anything. You know, I think they were prepared. Funny enough, is if you look the second half, I think they were prepared, expecting Green Bay to let up on the rush defense, and and so the, those first few plays uh, after in the half, like I think the expectation was that Green Bay was going to mix things up, and they fucking didn't. So, so Tennessee's like. All right, well, let's let's go back to this. I was also astounded. Ten and two is Mike Vrabel's record on games and short rest. Wow. Wow. That dude knows how to fucking prepare his team and practice and, and get that playbook to where it needs to be on short rest. So bravo to fucking uh, Vrabel. Uh, he he outcoached LaFleur, in my opinion. Uh, outcoached and the team outperformed. The the stat that I took away from that game, which I just thought was Thoroughly impressive was for the entire game, Tennessee averaged 6.4 yards per play. I mean, that, that's like saying they never even got to third down, which I know they did, but <laughs> 6.4 yards per play. If a defense has given that up, you're at the recipe for a loss every single time. Yeah, well, or maybe seven losses. Or seven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've not been a fan of the Packers' defense, and they showed it again. Um, the, the Cowboys game looks like an outlier now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they did allow 28 points, yeah, right? So, yeah, But yeah. still, they were able to slow them down. Uh, I saw this interesting tweet. I wanted, mm. Max, you love this, this topic here. Mm-hmm. You love this topic. Let's make it look. Right. One, this is from uh, one of the guys at PFF, uh, Steve Palzolo. Palzolo. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of the reasons Aaron Rodgers hasn't or hasn't been as nearly as successful as Brady and Manning uh, in the world of comeback situations is he has he has chances here, down two scores, plenty of time, but takes sacks instead. Let's make it big so you can see it. There's no volume here. Okay, this is it. This is the you know Rodgers is down here at the 45. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking at here. All right. Yep, I'm seeing. Yep. Okay, here we go. All right. There, uh, there. You see it wow. down to like about fifteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And here comes the guy that on the forty-five. Here comes the guy that's going to make the uh-huh. sack. That's it. Rogers is sacked. That's ridiculous. You know, I think tunnel vision. Look at that. Look at the fifty-yard line right there. Yeah. You see that? You see? You see He's that? Got- you see that white jersey? Yeah. Right there with no one around him. You see that? That's wide open right there and if you look at the 30 yard line you see the one defender is is splitting out can you can you keep, keep playing that i want to see what what happens at the 30 yard line right there see the one defender is, is shading down mm-hmm. it's right Rogers could have launched it rogers right could have launched that one down and that would have been a touchdown yes so I mean, multiple Art. options right there. Look at that, and then he's waving. He's like, "Hey, hey, over <laughs> here! Please hit me! Please throw that to me! I'm I'm right here." But Rogers yeah, part of it could be no no Devonte Adams. He, he doesn't know who his go to throw is. You know, you get a pickle before. Well, just throw it up. Adams is down there. You know where Adams is at. There's no Adams, so he. I think he's just confused and he don't know who to throw it to, and then he just ends up eating it, taking the sack. 
I just, I, but I mean, I, I think that's uh, a, a fault of his where again, to, to Brady and Manning's credit is I think their head was on a swivel. They were able to look around the entire field and notice things that were happening because again, like, you know, if, if you rewind it just a little bit, when, when that defensive uh, player breaks down, like he, 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 you know, cause there's double coverage right here. You're not, you're, you're, but you can see where his ankles are. I guarantee like Brady notices that defensive player is breaking and he's like, I'm just going to start throwing it. I'm just going to start throwing it. I know where this guy's going. I know what the route is. I'm going to just throw it to where this guy's going to be instead of taking the sack. I, I just, to me, like, right. I don't even think, I don't even think Rogers was looking at it in that direction. I don't think, I think or, he was looking at two players. Or just make the smart decision and throw it away. Anything yes. but yeah. the sack, yeah. but don't take yeah. a negative yeah. play when you're down right. two scores right here. Yeah. And like right here, there's this is the moment right here. He clearly getting separation from your wide receiver. The guy that is going to sack you is still at the 45 yard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Plenty that's, of time. that's that's nuts. So here, here, here's the other question, too, is uh, do you think it's vanity as well? Um, for years, uh, Aaron Rodgers, with his MVP seasons, did so on a high t- touchdown to low yes. interception ratio, yes. right? Do you think it's a little bit of vanity of I'd rather take the sack here than throw an interception? Because yes, that's, I do. You, that, that, that's, that's part of my feeling of this. Logical, logical conclusion. He yeah. doesn't want to go down as one of those guys that makes stupid mistakes or forcing it into a window. So uh, nobody's really tracking whether or not a guy takes a shit ton of sacks you know, for, for a career, but like his career is defined at this point, just win games. You're going to the hall of fame. Just win the fucking games now. Right. Just, just th- think back to who he replaced uh-huh, as well. Uh-huh. Like uh, there's gotta be some kind of like as early as that rookie season, a mental block of, I need to be the anti Brett Favre. Brett Favre's the gunslinger. Brett Favre, he would fucking like, you know, the only the only time Brett Favre takes a sack is when Michael Strahan needs to fucking, uh, uh, you know, get get the sack title. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only time yeah, Favre yeah, is taking yeah. a sack. Other than that, he's going to fucking throw it wherever, you know. Um, wow. That that was that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's spot on. I think there, there's a lot to dissect from this. And, um, I, you know, I'm 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 probably not the best judge because I am just in, in just in general, just highly critical of of Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like I'm, I'm I I I. But I think that there's some merit. Like, I don't think it's just Aaron Rodgers hate here. I think that this guy should have been the best in the league. I think this guy should have won multiple Super Bowls. I I think the world of him from a talent standpoint, but there's something behind, you know, in between the ears that's just wrong. That's something that's just off with this guy where the, the true champions, the guys that, you know, go out, uh, there's just such a, a marked difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Just so much of a difference, and like physically speaking, Rogers probably has the better tool set than than, than Brady did. You know, physically speaking, Rogers had more at, at, you know positive attributes than Brady did. Brady's just way smarter. Brady was quicker. Brady read the field better. Brady read defenses better, and Brady just wanted to win at all fucking costs. I don't know if I can say that about Aaron Rodgers because it was a winnable game last night, and he didn't go out there to win. Yeah, I think and and. Continuing that thought process, the thing that I've always loved about Brady or a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, pre-snap, right? They they, they the line, they look at the matchups, and they pre-snap get the reads. I really don't feel like Rodgers does that. I think he goes up there and he looks both ways, but I don't think he's actually getting a read because if he was getting a read, 
he would already know where he's going with the ball. And it just seems like so many times after the snap, he still doesn't know where he's going with the ball. And without, like I said, without having that ace, that 1A wide receiver like a Devontae Adams, he just seems really confused out there. I can't, I can't disagree. And I, I wonder about that. We, we talked about this several weeks back about the best quarterbacks are able to make split second decisions and, and be right. Uh, <laughs> that's the key. Everybody can make split second decisions, but are they going to be right? I think Manning was able to do that. I think Brady's able to do that. I think right now Mahomes might be you know, amazing at doing that, making split second decisions and usually being right. It seems like Brady's thought process takes a, a little bit longer than those other guys. Rogers, 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 excuse yeah. me, Rogers. Rogers. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah yes. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and you don't have the time, and, no, and, that, and you that. know you just you just don't have the time to to make those decisions. Um, you know when uh, I, I you, when, when you have even an elite offensive line, yes, you, you you get what maybe an extra second or two. I don't I don't know the exact metrics, but like even having the top offensive line, the amount of time that you get compared to the average quarterback is is still we're talking seconds here you you know you know you're you're not getting a minute back there to make a decision um and i I agree i think that uh, his decision making just isn't quick enough and it's it's costing them some games the shortest time to throw average 2.43 the longest is 3.12 yeah half a second yeah you know you know what i'm saying so i mean there you go there you go and and, uh, amazing who's number one again oh uh as far uh, the, the the quickest Still, yeah, yeah, still yeah. Brady, 2.43. Yeah. Fucking hilarious, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah amazing. Uh, hey, let's take a quick break. Let us talk about the book club. Uh, I think we're going to make some changes around the book club, some positive changes, I think so, is uh, we're, we're going to mix things up in our, our, our channel situation. Right now, we've got channels broken down by sports, and instead, I think we're going to do it by DGen instead. So you can be able to tail Panthers picks or tail Arches picks or Phil's picks or, or Kyle's picks or whoever's picks you want uh, by just going to their channel and following those picks. I, I would like to say that Rory is the trendsetter, right? I mean, we, we gave Rory his own channel to, to start off with just because we were afraid of what he was going to say in any of the other channels. But still, he was the trend center. Rory was the one that got his own <laughs> channel, and now we're going to follow lead and do the same. How do you get access to the book club is quite easy. You go to thedgens.net, sign up free for three days. After that is $35 a month. Get access to all these picks. Have fun. If you book it, over to the book club. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, basically, we all want to be Rory, right? I mean, at the end of oh the day. Oh, my God. I, I, fucking Nard Dog had me cracking up today talking about Rory going to Katar, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no, al- no alcohol. <laughs> uh, he, he, he'd be making alcohol. I, you know, what, what are they like? Fucking, you know, uh, cactuses out there would be fucking making uh, uh, mescaline and fucking uh, tequila. You know, he'll, he'll find a way. You know, Rory, Rory, Rory survived. He's a survivor, right? right? He would find a way to get drunk. Yeah. He'd whip out his divining rod and find it. He he would literally turn water into wine somehow. He would <laughs> he would just become the second coming of Christ uh, just because he had to, right? Just to, just to get drunk, Rory would find a way. 
Uh, it's it's kind of like evolution, right? You know, na- nature finds a way, right? You know, uh, Rory finds a way to get drunk. That's it. You know? Yeah. A uh, big slate of NBA today. I'm excited uh, to to you know hear Panthers takes because there's just so many games. I'm going to start by uh, ripping the Band-Aid off once again. I hit on Boston in their last game. I'm going to jump on them again today. Uh, Boston uh, puts their eight-game winning streak on the line against New Orleans with their three-game winning streak. Pelicans, of course, five and two at home this year after beating Chicago two days ago. Zion missed that one. It looks like he's ready to play today. Panther, what are you seeing from the fantasy world? It does seem like Zion is slated to play, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, still carrying a questionable tag, but it's leaning more towards the probable. Yeah, so I, I do think that explains kind of the line, even though, again, New Orleans at home, pretty good team. Uh, I just love the way that Jason Tatum's playing right now, guys. It looks like he took that finals loss really to heart, you know, put it on him to because he did. I mean, it was his performance that kind of killed the Celtics there. He's got some extra motivation this year. I, I'm back in the seas to grab another road win, $10 money line bet on Boston. Yeah, it's not just Jason Tatum, but it's the entire offense. You know, we were talking yesterday after the show where they were talking about some in-game parlays and taking props and whatever. And and somebody, uh, some other person on Twitter is taking like all these under props on the Celtics, took the under. And Boston's still scoring 126 points. To that point, Boston scored 126 or more in four of their last five games. All wins, obviously, on their eight-game winning streak. New Orleans just doesn't do that. They're scoring, you know, 105, 110, maybe 117, but they're not getting to 126. And I think that's what's got me on the Celtics here. I think Boston goes in and covers and gets number nine on this streak. I'm putting 10 bucks on the Celtics as well. I'm leaning. Uh, okay, I think the Celtics win the game, but at this two and a half, yeah, three now for the Pelicans. That's the way I want to lean. I want to lean the Pelicans plus the points, but I'm not betting this game. I'm off it. All right, moving on to OKC and Memphis. Uh, listen, man, Thunder have been playing some damn good basketball as of late. They've won three or four games. Their lone loss was a close one against the Celtics. Uh, Memphis has been struggling. It seems like, uh, you know, they, they've they've hit a bit of a road bump in their season. They are returning home where they're 5-1 and one this year. You got two young potential MVPs. I'm not saying potential future MVPs. I'm saying potential MVPs for this season as Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander and John Morant face off. And I'm going to say that I kind of like Shea a little bit more in this in this scenario. I, I think OKC's got a chance to upset. Nice value play, big payout, $10 money line bet on the Thunder. Yeah, I love the way Shea's playing, too. His stats and his defense. As a guard, he's actually getting steals and blocks, averaging over one block per game. Pretty impressive for a point guard. I talk about Memphis' depth all the time, but even really deep teams, it has limitations. When you lose guys like Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and other uh, pieces are banged up, you no longer have that depth that I'm speaking of, and Memphis is kind of wallowing through that right now. I like Oklahoma City with the points. I don't know if they necessarily win it, but I just didn't bet it, and now that you've already said it and I didn't write it down, it's just a lean on the Thunder. I'm leaning the Thunder very, very hard. Uh, not quite a game I want to bet, but I love your play. I, I actually might tail that just a little bit. Throw a little, throw a little cheese on the Thunder here. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Indiana, Houston, uh, the Pacers. Man, they've won four or five games. They, they're above 500. 
for a team we expected to kind of punt this year for the number one pick, they've been highly competitive. And it has a lot to do with uh, Halliburton and, and him leading the way. And it's funny, too, is if you look at the way Sabonis is just working out so well in Sacramento, by the way, that Sacramento offense is pretty good. Don't know if I've mentioned that before. Uh, it could be one of those rare trades where both teams ended up getting better. Houston, on the other hand, is a complete fucking mess. They definitely have their eyes on the Frenchman to be the cornerstone of their team, much like they had uh, Yao Ming as the cornerstone of that team for many years. That's where I think Houston's mindset's at. Indiana, I think they're saying, hey, we're we're going to win some games. We're going to be competitive, and I think they win one here today. $10 money line bet on the Pacers. And dare I say the Pacers might be a playoff team because the East kind of sucks anyway. Um I don't even know what to say about this Pacers team. I, I really thought they'd mail it in. They were talking about trading Turner and Buddy Heald, but right now I don't know how you can do that. Then you got Ben Minthurin, uh on the bench or the second unit coming in and putting up monster numbers. I love the way the Pacers are playing. Uh, flip side, I don't think the Rockets are as bad, but the problem is... They're not healthy. They're just so banged up. They're missing a lot of uh, pieces. Jay Shante is going to miss this one again. I think Eric Gordon might be sitting out. Like, he's just missing so many pieces. I think Indiana goes in and takes care of business. I'll lay the five points and put 10 bucks on the Pacers. Hmm. I am kind of leaning the Pacers. It's close at the five points. I don't really have a play in this game. I'll just, I'll just roll with you guys. I'll lean that way. So. All right. Last one up for me. Uh, Utah and Phoenix. Jazz have lost three games in a row. Perhaps some of that, you know, magic that they had earlier in the season has worn off. Uh, Suns heading into town after stomping on the fucking Warriors the other night. Trust me, <laughs> I know. Uh, but this this Phoenix team is only two and four on the road this year. Chris Paul still out for some reason. It still fucking matters. Apparently, I like Utah to bounce back. Grab the win today at home. Ten dollar money line bet on the Jazz. Yeah, it's just I I don't know what to think of this Phoenix team. They they lose without Chris Paul. They beat the shit out of the Warriors with Chris Paul, but maybe that gets an asterisk because Golden State's what zero and eight, zero and nine on the road. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Warriors right now. I think this is a coin flip game. I like Utah at home, but not enough to bet it. So a lean on the Jazz. All right, we finally finally got a game I want to bet. I agree with you 100%, Max. This uh, I love the Jazz here. I'm taking the two points because that's just what I do. I'm taking two points. I'll put 10 bucks on the Jazz. All right, uh, that's it for me, Panther. What else you got? I got two more games. Let's take a look at the Magic hitting the road, taking on the Bulls. This is two teams that are just not playing very good basketball. The Magic have an excuse. They're banged up. They're really, really banged up. Uh, Panchero, my rookie, my potential rookie of the year. This will be his fifth game missed. He's already been ruled out for this game. Chicago, they don't have any excuses. They're not really banged up. We're not going to use the Lonzo Ball excuse because they knew they weren't going to have him when the season started. And this is a team that's still really struggling to find any consistency. I think the Bulls win the game. I, I really don't think there's any stretch there. But the nine points... Feels like too many for this Bulls team. I'm going to jump on Orlando plus the nine for 10 bucks. Yeah, a little disagreement here. I mean, it's funny, too. You and I have been agreeing a lot. I like the way Chicago's trending. It seems like their shooting has been getting better the last few weeks. It, it, I think Orlando's trending down in, in that category, mostly because of those injuries that you mentioned. I think Chicago wins this and probably covers. I'm going to lean the Bulls here. Ooh, I'll lean the magic here with you, Panther, but I'm, this is not a game I wanted to bet. So you get all my moral support, but that's about it. All right, we'll see if you want to bet this one because I'm going to use one of your favorite quotes. 
The Detroit Pistons are on the road. They're going to take on the Lakers after keeping a really close game with the Clippers. They now get a touchdown going against the L.A. Lakers, who are banged up. And when they're healthy, they still suck. I'm quoting Arch here, one of his favorite comments. What are the Lakers seven points better than anybody? <laughs> I know I hate the Pistons. I hate them with a passion. But God damn it, I think I hate the Lakers more. Give me the seven points of the Pistons for 10 bucks. Oh, man. Um, this, this is tough. Uh, the, the, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a pop quiz. All right, who's the worst shooting team in the league when it comes to effective field goal percentage? Who's the worst? Probably the Pistons. <laughs> it's probably the Pistons. Uh, who is the second worst? Lakers. The Lakers, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to lean the Lakers here to win. I think you're probably right with a tad bit too many points here. Um, but that Detroit team has shown that they can lose by 20 to fucking anyone, even a shitty-ass Lakers team. Uh, maybe Russ has his MVP fucking breakout performance today and and, and leads the way. Um, LeBron's certainly not out there. That's for damn sure. I'll lean the Lakers to win. I'll lean Detroit with the points. I am going to jump on this with you, Panther. I agree 100%. The seven and a half seems like too many points. I, I want a piece of the of Detroit. Again, I'll put 10 bucks there and let's, let's go. Let's uh, see. Detroit won yesterday, my only bet. <laughs> they lost by what? Five? five. Lose by five yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm okay with them losing. Just cover the spread. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I got. What do you got, Arch? Um... Okay, let's go up here. Uh, gotta find it. Here we go. Denver is playing Dallas. All of a sudden, I'm betting against Dallas every which way I can. <laughs> you give me Denver plus nine points here against the Mavs team. I don't think can cover that. I don't know if they're going to win it. Give me Denver plus nine for 10 bucks. I take it Jokic is still out, Panther? Jokic is out. He's uh, still under COVID protocols. Yeah, um... I, I I agree with Arch. I, in fact, I think Denver could possibly win this one. I am, <laughs> Plus I am, I, I'm not that impressed with Dallas uh, as of late. I know they're at home. We know Dallas on the road fucking blows Dallas at home a little bit. I, but I'm still not impressed by this team. Um, did Luca miss the last one, right? Was that just a uh, some kind of ankle injury or something, Luca? I wasn't familiar one? with that. Uh, I'll have to check into that while while you're making your play here. I'm going to lean Denver, though. Yeah, I think the play is Denver. As we've seen, we even when Dallas does win, getting them to damn near double digits, that's a big ask for this Mavs team. It's not very deep, and Luka just doesn't get a lot of help. I think it's an overreaction by Vegas because of no Jokic. Everybody knows Jokic is a play. He was ruled out yesterday. But Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron, like they've got enough pieces. And DeAndre Jordan is just enough to get the rebounds and, and contain the paint, block some shots. I think the play definitely is the Nuggets. It's just not one that I was ready to make. All right. That's all I had. So that's true for hockey, Max. Yep. And Luka did, did miss that last game. That, that was the, the, the loss to Houston. So Luka, Luka was not there. Uh, hockey, only one game today to talk about. in a full slate yesterday. Um, Went three and zero. I went ten and three in my picks yesterday, guys. In hockey, nice. So, nice. so pretty fucking nice. good day in, in hockey. So only one game today to talk about, and that is the Los Angeles Kings uh, heading west on their Canadian road trip to Vancouver. Arch, that is right. Uh, Vancouver is 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 in the western part of Canada. That's <laughs> bullshit. All right, so that there's over there in the west. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton, both in Alberta, which is is still west in Canada, but east of Vancouver. 
That's all. So they're heading west. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, gonna, too yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to remember that. Uh, Manitoba, where you live, is 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 essentially like central. So well, I knew Canada. that because it was just yeah. it was one road from Kansas City yeah. to Manitoba, Winnipeg. It's <laughs> one road. Yeah, you can't escape the like, the Midwest, if you will. Uh listen, man. Um, L.A. one and one, of course, on this Canadian road trip so far. You know, they they lost a close one to the Flames, and then they got a pretty solid win over Edmonton in their last game out. And that game featured a hat trick by one Trevor Moore, uh, tying him now for second on points for the Kings this year. Um, Also featured some pretty fucking good goaltending by Cal Peterson. Now, Jonathan Quick's going to get the start today for the Kings, and he's going to look to rebound from that six goal shit show against the aforementioned Flames. It's just going to be really tough against the Canucks team. They can put up some fucking goals, but LA's offense is also pretty damn good. And Thatcher Demko, the starting goalie for Vancouver, is one and eight as a starter for Vancouver this season. I think this is going to be a high scoring, fun fucking game. And ultimately, I think LA comes out on top. $10 bet on the Kings. It'll be a high-scoring game if Vancouver scores goals because if there's one thing I've learned in this short portion of the NHL season, Vancouver's defense and goaltending suck. Tragic. They're giving up 4.06 goals per game. They're averaging giving up about 4.5 over their last five games. They get scored upon in bunches. I like the Kings here as well. I'm putting 10 bucks on the LA Kings. All right. Hey, uh, Kings over. Team total over three and a half is plus one twenty two. Mm-hmm. You think it's there? Yeah, I, I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is looking like another like six five game. Ooh. Honestly, Ooh. Yeah. I like that. All right, something to look at. Yep, yep. Any comments to speak of? I didn't think there was uh, many. Not, no, not really. Just uh, when I was talking about my gut feeling, uh, Rory said his gut says he wants a porterhouse. Well, so, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's can't can't disagree with that. Good fucking piece of steak right there. That's it. That's it. All right, what did we talk about today? We talked about Thursday night football. We talked about the Titans and the Packers and uh, Aaron Rodgers. What, mm. He's still kind of an enigma after all these years. He's still kind of, <laughs> still kind of mysterious. <laughs> talked about the NBA and NHL, of course, Max. That is it. That is it. Let us know what you think about our picture picks. Anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute, no matter where you'll up. Please, highest rate, con, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. I love the Los Angeles Kings tonight. That's tragic because I was really planning on taking them. R2, you got. <laughs> I'm going to take the Nuggets plus nine. I'm going to take Denver plus nine. Uh, I think Boston takes care of business. I'm going to take the Celtics. Hopefully, this doesn't end up like yesterday. You guys carried your weight, and uh, goddamn Trailblazers cost us a DJ and parlay yesterday. So, today, we're going to run with the LA Kings, the Denver Nuggets, and the Boston Celtics. That's your DJ and parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter, but mostly it's right here in the book club. You come in here and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. Visit our individual channels whenever that gets set up. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll holler right back. But most important, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today, when it's all said and done, get us all. Make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.